let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Rev. Richard C. Whitcomb. There is a silent killer on the loose. This killer is striking down both young and old, rich and poor, the educated and the illiterate. In fact, this killer has spread all across the globe, invading every single nation. It has killed more people than the Ebola virus, and it's growing increasingly widespread with each passing year. There is no vaccination to prevent it, no medicine to fix it. Governments have passed laws to try to stop it, but still, this killer progresses, marching forward, indiscriminate in its violence. People from the same family can be impacted and exposed to this killer. Some live while others die. Yet in spite of the growing threat from this killer, the surprising fact we all need to recognize today is that this killer is very easy to stop. He can be prevented. Though there's no vaccination against it, there's no medicine to cure it, there's one simple thing that would permanently eradicate this tragic killer from the world. The killer I'm speaking about today can be stopped if only we human beings uh, would practice self-control. We can prevent this killer from taking any more lives if we would all just discipline ourselves to keep our eyes on the road. You see, the killer I'm talking about is not a disease. It's not poverty or war or famine. The killer I'm speaking about today is texting while driving. That's right, texting while driving. Texting while driving kills thousands of people worldwide every year. It kills people like Rodney Thompson, age 18, and Sean Worthington, age 29. In fact, texting while driving makes you 23 times more likely to have a road accident than when you're not texting while driving. In a country such as the United States of America, texting while driving causes 1.6 million road accidents per year, leading to over half a million injuries and nearly 6,000 deaths. It's not hard to see why texting while driving is so deadly. Experts have likened texting while driving to being blind for five seconds while you're driving down the road. When you take your eyes off the road, anything can happen. You can swerve off of your lane and somersault your car. You can swerve into the opposing lane and come head on with a big truck. You can get a head-on collision or crash into a vehicle ahead of you. And just as taking your eyes off the road in the physical realm can have disastrous and deadly consequences, so also taking your eyes off your destination can have disastrous results in the spiritual realm as well. When you take your eyes off the road in life, you will miss your destination. You'll end up in a place spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, where you never intended to go. And the consequences will impact you, not just here on this earth, but also in the life to come. Fortunately for all of us, there is a way for you to overcome the distractions in your life's journey. When you learn the power 
of the focus factor, you'll be able to reach your destination in life safely and successfully. So let's take a few minutes together today and discover three important truths about the focus factor. But before we learn more, let's bow our heads and pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We come with the knowledge that you desire for us to reach our divine destination safely and successfully. We know that you are on our side. So open our hearts and our minds today to hear and receive your truth. Help us to learn the focus factor so that we can keep from being distracted while we pursue our divine destination. I submit to you right now, I bind every voice of the devil that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I command every voice of the devil to be silent and I loose the power of the Holy Spirit to come from heaven and fill our hearts with your light, your life, and your love. We thank you by faith that at the end of this message, our lives will be transformed and you will receive the glory. And we give you the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. I invite you to take a moment, join your faith with mine, put your hand on your chest, and pray after me Lord Jesus, speak to my heart, change my life. Manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's Truth For Today. It's great to have you join in as we come to the conclusion of our sermon series called Destinations. For the last four weeks, we've been on a journey to discover the truths we need so that we can arrive safely at our divine destination. It's been a great time together, and I trust that you have learned as much from God's Word as I have. And I want to encourage you today to go and visit my YouTube channel. I want to encourage you to subscribe and click the notification bell so that every time a message drops, you'll be notified. I want you to register at my YouTube channel because you need to listen to these messages over and over again. And of course, you need to share God's Word with others by sharing this sermon online. Your friends will thank you and God will bless you. If you believe it, say amen. Now, as we come to the conclusion of this sermon series, we're going to learn about one final truth that you need to get you safely to your divine destination. And I believe this final truth is essential for all of us. You can have everything right about your journey, but if you miss this final truth, you will miss your destination. And it's the truth called the focus factor. Everybody say focus factor. Simply put, the focus factor teaches us that in order to get safely to the right destination, you have to keep your eyes on the road. See, friend, the fact is you may be following all the other truths we've learned. For example, in week one, we learned that the road leads where the road leads. And you may be on the right road that leads you where you want to go. You may be practicing the second truth we learned, that the wise person sees danger ahead and avoids it. And you may be practicing that principle. You may be aware of the warning signs, and you may be adjusting and acting to avoid them. Good. God bless you. You may be practicing the 
truth we learned last week where we discovered that God promises to guide us and direct us to our destination when we lean on him and submit to his ways. Remember, God's information plus your transformation will lead you to the right destination. You may be doing that. You may be seeking God and depending upon God. You may be doing everything I've taught you so far in this series, but even if you follow all three of those truths, you will still be derailed if you don't follow the fourth truth, the focus factor. If you allow the wrong thing to capture your attention, you will go astray. That's exactly what our scripture text for today teaches us. It comes from the book of Proverbs chapter 4, and it's printed there on the top of your sermon notes. You can download your sermon notes for free from my YouTube channel, my website, or any of my social media pages. And I invite you to get out your notes now and follow along with me as we discover three truths about the focus factor. And to get us started on our journey, let's start our engines by reading Proverbs 4. 25 to 27. Are you ready? Let's read it out loud. Let's read it together. Let's read it like we mean it. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your heart today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. For the next few minutes, let's break down these verses and discover the truths that God is teaching us today about the focus factor. And here's your first truth. Footsteps follow focus. Just say that after me. Footsteps follow focus. That's how our text begins. Listen again to Proverbs 4, 25. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Why do we need to look straight ahead? Why should we fix our eyes on the road? Because the fact is you always move in the same direction as your focus. To this day, I can remember a time I was driving along the Tema motorway. I was driving my car in the right lane when suddenly I noticed a bush fire off to my right. The bush fire was expanding rapidly. Men were running to try to put out the fire. The flames were shooting into the air, and I was fascinated to watch the fire. And as I looked at the fire to my right, my vehicle started to go to the right, and before I knew it, I had left the Tema motorway way and I was driving on the side by the road and I had to swerve back to avoid having an accident because you always move in the direction as you're focused. That's why your eyes are so important. The Bible often relates physical sight to spiritual insight. Jesus called the Pharisees blind, not because they were physically blind, but because their spiritual eyes were shut to God's truth. And that's what Jesus is talking about in Matthew 6, 22. Listen to his words. Your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. Tell your neighbor he's talking about you. And if the light you have is actually darkness, how deep 
that darkness is. In other words, Jesus is telling us this. If you open your spiritual eyes to God's light, your life will stay on the right path. Everything about you will be filled with light. But if your focus is on evil, if you focus on the darkness, then your life will end up in darkness and disaster. That's why David prayed in Psalm 13, 4, give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death and my enemy will say, I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. If your eyes do not focus on the right thing, you'll end up in death and destruction. Several years ago, I heard the tragic but true story of a man who was sent to prison for sexually abusing and defiling a young schoolgirl. The crime shocked the community in which the man lived, for the man had given no indication of that wickedness that was inside of him. He wasn't the type of man people assumed would assault a young girl. But when the man was asked how it came to be, how did this happen, he gave the secret to his downfall. He was a construction worker, and he was working on a building in the community. Along the path where that building was being erected, the school children would pass day by day on their way to school. And the man confessed that as he sat there every day, he was watching this young girl. He was looking at her as she came along and as she went. He would stare at her and then his mind began thinking wicked thoughts. And day after day, hour after hour, week after week, month after month, as he thought evil and immoral thoughts about her, suddenly a fire started inside of him that he could not put out. He did not start out with the intention of defiling a schoolgirl, but it became a raging inferno, and one step led to another. But the fact is, attention influences direction. You may be on the right road, avoiding danger and trusting in God, but if you begin to focus on the wrong thing in life, you will end up crashing your life. So let me ask you a question today. What has your attention? What are you focusing on in life? If you're wise, you'll focus on the things that will lead you to your destination. That's why Proverbs 17, 24 says, Sensible people keep their eyes glued on wisdom, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. And letting your eyes wander all over the world and focusing on all sorts of pleasures and fascinating delights and TikTok videos and YouTube channels of girls, hey, it will lead you away of the road. It will lead you away from your destination. If you get distracted, you will go astray. That's the tragic lesson I learned from my friend, Jen Ritter. Jen was a lively young lady from Pennsylvania, USA. When I worked in Nigeria as a missionary with Agape, Jen came over and worked with me as my personal secretary. When I moved to Ghana here in 1994, she returned to the U.S. After a short time, she met a young man. They fell in love, and they got engaged to be married. One night, Jen had driven to meet her fiancé so they could discuss their wedding plans. Driving home from his 
his house later that night, Jen decided she wanted to listen to music. There was a CD with music on it, Christian music she wanted to listen to. So she reached for the CD to put it into the player. But as she did, the disc fell from her hand. And in that moment, she made a decision that cost her her life. Instead of keeping her eyes on the road, she reached over to pick up the disc that had fallen. And in that moment, her car veered out of her lane and went into the other side of the traffic and an oncoming truck hit her head on. Jen Ritter, my former secretary, died instantly. A distraction cost her her life. Just a moment just a brief glance away, just taking your eyes off the road, reaching for a CD to play music, cost her her life. Because footsteps follow focus. And when we lose sight of our destination, we're bound to go astray. That's why David prayed in Psalm 119, 35 to 37, direct me in the path of your commands, for there I find delight. Turn my heart toward your statutes and not toward selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. And here's what God is saying to you today. If you focus on the wrong thing, you will go astray. But if you get your attention on good things, you'll go in the right direction. If you believe it, say amen. 40-something years ago, a beautiful young lady grabbed my attention. Hey, I still remember I walked into the room and I saw her. I still remember thinking, wow, her warm smile, her beautiful brown hair, her lovely eyes. This woman grabbed my attention and my life followed a road because my footsteps followed focus. And just a few months ago, that woman and I celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary. Tell your neighbor, footsteps follow focus. So since footsteps follow focus, what should I do? That brings us to our second truth today. Be intentional about your attention. Listen to verse 26 in our text. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. So listen to the words of God in this verse. Mark out. It means there's something intentional, something deliberate, something about where you're headed that needs to be thought over and planned. You cannot be casual. Like a man marking the lines on a football pitch, it's intentional. There's a set way to go. There's a right and a wrong way, and there's a standard to follow. And to get to your destiny, destination. You have to be intentional and focused on your road. Stay on the straight path. Think about it. Keep your eyes on it. Look at it carefully. Everything in this verse speaks about being intentional about your attention. For the fact is you can choose what you focus on. There are actually two types of of focus. There are two ways we focus our attention. First of all, there's captured attention. We might say, I was walking along the road and I saw a very nice new expensive car and it captured my attention. But then there's something different than captured attention. There's paying attention. 
For example, we might say, I knew the exam would be difficult, so I had to pay attention in the lecture. Captured attention leads to captivity. It's emotion-based. But paying attention is an intentional choice. So let me ask you today, are things capturing your attention or are you paying attention? Some things capture our attention, but usually what captures your attention leads to captivity. Capture is a distraction that leads to destruction. Capture is all emotional, all fleshly, all lust. But the things we pay attention to or give our attention to are choices we make intentionally that lead us on the straight path to the right destination. Pay attention is intentional. That's why over and over again, God commands you to pay attention to him and his word and his wisdom. For example, in Deuteronomy 7.12, the Bible says, if you pay attention to these laws and are careful to follow them, then the Lord your God will keep his covenant of love with you as he swore to your ancestors. Then listen to what God says in Proverbs 5, 1 and 2. Son, listen to this piece of wisdom from me. Pay attention to what I know to be true. Remember to live wisely. And what you learn will keep your lips from saying something wrong. To pay for something means it costs you something. To pay for something means you might have to sacrifice. You might have to take from what you've got and give it to something else. And when you pay attention to the right thing, you take your focus off the wrong thing and put it somewhere else. You stop watching stupid TikTok videos and you start to study the Word of God. You stop looking at women going by and you start to look at what God is doing. You stop listening to worldly advice on the radio and the breakfast TV shows and you start paying attention to God. And to pay attention to God's word, you need to stop focusing on what your girlfriends are saying and doing. You have to stop being distracted by the internet gossip. You have to stop being distracted by the celebrities and their shenanigans. You cannot concentrate on two things at the same time. The focus factor dictates to us that what you give your focus to will determine what consumes you. We can see this truth in one of the most interesting things that happened as a result of the serious electricity blackouts we experienced in Ghana, commonly known as Dumsor. Did you know that there were some very positive things that came out of Dumsor? Yeah, in fact, it's true. Some great things happen when the electricity goes out in Ghana. It's a proven scientific fact that when we experienced very severe dumsor and the electricity was out over and over again, the pregnancy rate among married women went up. Hello. It's a fact. Go check it out. See, when there's light, people are consumed with watching the telly and the football match. They're interested in their phone and what their girlfriend is telling them on social media. They're looking at things and getting busy with things that capture their attention and take their attention away from the people right in the same house. But when the light is off, there's no television, there's no internet, your phone battery is dead, there's no place to go. You pay attention to the people close to you. And the road leads where the road leads. 
Ask your neighbor, are you paying attention? You know what the sociologists are literally calling this generation of babies born in Ghana? The doomsor generation. So what are you paying attention to? Are you intentional about what you give your attention to? Or is something grabbing and flashing and distracting your attention? Because you can overcome a lot of negative forces in life when you become intentional about your attention. See, when you think about it, worry is excessive attention to negative possibilities. Hope is focusing on positive possibilities. Envy and jealousy are excessive focus on what other people have. Contentment and gratitude result from a focus on the good things God has done for me. <laughs> lust, lust is an excessive focus on the desires of the flesh. Everyone has natural sexual desires. If you don't have natural sexual desires, you're sick. Go and see a doctor. But lust is focusing on those desires to the place that it blocks out normal thinking and wise decisions. Spiritual maturity, on the other hand, comes from being focused on God. For David said in Psalm 16, 8, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. So many people around the world, even in the church, wake up one morning and say, hey, what happened? How did I get here? How did I get divorced? How did I get into an affair with a married man? How did I get in prison? How did I get in poverty? How did I get in sickness? What happened? But it's not a mystery. If you retrace your steps, you'll find you ended up where you are today because your attention was captured by something and that thing led you astray. God, help us. What do you wish you had paid more attention to in your life? Your education, your family, your physical exercise, your prayer life? What do you wish you had paid less attention to in life? Less attention to pleasing people you don't even like and more attention to loving people. Less attention to keeping up an outward appearance and more attention to being a good neighbor. Less attention on making money and more attention on making heaven. Less attention to a relationship that wasn't going anywhere and more attention to family and church fellowship. Less attention to what doesn't matter and more attention to what does matter. Show me your focus today, and I will show you where you end up tomorrow. That's why Paul writes in Colossians 3.1, since we have been raised uh, to new life with Christ, set your sights. Everybody say set your sights. Set your sights on the realities of heaven. Set your sights on spiritual things. Set your sights on eternity. Set your sights on Jesus. Set your sights on wisdom. Set your sights in the direction you want to go, and you will get to your destination in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen.
And if you believe that footsteps follow focus, and if you believe that you must be intentional about your attention to do that, you have to sit down and reflect on where you're going. And that's our third focus factor today. Give reflection to your direction. Tell your neighbor, give reflection to your direction. See, here's the truth in verse 27 of Proverbs 4. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. In other words, take time to examine where you're headed. Think about it. Is something distracting you? Has something captured your attention? Am I on the right path? Are my feet following good or evil? We would all do well to consider our ways, the road we're on, who we're leaning on, but most of all, our focus factor. If we would stop and give reflection to our direction, we would make a correction. We need to examine not only what we're doing, but where we're headed. Where does the road I'm on end up? Where is my focus taking me? What is the final destination? See, the road you're on today may be beautiful. Hey, it may be paved and broad and wide. It may be lined with other people who are fashionable and rich and successful. They may be applauding you on this great, beautiful road you're traveling on. It may be marked with signposts of worldly success. But where does that road lead? What is the end result of traveling on that road? People may admire you and even envy you for the road you're on. The road you're on today may be a dream come true. It may be everything you ever hoped for. But when you come to the end of the road, will you find eternal life? Will Jesus be there waiting for you? Will you hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant? Will Jesus welcome you to heaven or condemn you to hell? Denise Matthews traveled a road that most people in the world would envy. Denise Matthews was amazing. She had a musical ability that people envied and opened doors for her. She became part of the band for the singer Prince and changed her name to Vanity. She had fame and power and possessions. She was rich. She traveled on jets with celebrities. She denied herself no pleasure but she ended up a drug addict, broken, sick, and disillusioned. And one day, Denise Matthews ended up in the hospital, so sick that the doctor said, you have three days left to live. Three days. Three days away from death, Denise Matthews' final destination stared her in the face. And when she gave reflection to direction, she suddenly realized, I'm on the wrong road. And in that moment of reflection, Denise Matthews gave her life to Jesus. She got off the wrong road and got on the right road with God. Realizing the danger she was in, Denise acted at once abandoned her music career, canceled her contracts, repented of her sin, turned away from her own understanding, and submitted to God's wisdom. Today, 
Denise Matthews is an evangelist. She has completely denounced her former lifestyle and even refuses to receive monetary profit from her previous music recordings. Listen to Denise in her own words. Prior to finding my Lord and Savior, I lived in the bottomless pit playground of Hollywood deceit, lust, rock and roll, accompanied by drug use, lifted me higher and then dropped me like a steel beam, sinking down into deep depression. I camouflaged my pain with even more makeup and a fake smile. With the devil breathing down my neck, trying desperately to snatch and strangle me for hell, I repented. Yes. One sweet day, my Jesus reached down with his long extended love and pulled my wretched body up from the darkness. Now I live, move, breathe, love, and have my being in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And giving reflection to her direction caused a change in Denise Matthews' destination. That's what happened to King David from the Bible. Listen to what he said in Psalm 119, 58 to 60. I have sought your face with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. I have considered my ways and have turned my steps to your statutes. I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. In other words, I thought I was going in the right direction. Something captured my attention and I stepped off the road and followed it. I took time though and when I pondered the road I was on, I made a U-turn and I came back to God. I came back to Jesus. I came back and I've repented. Lord, let me keep my eyes on you. For you see, when you give reflection to your direction, you have time for a correction. We often don't reflect enough on where we're going and how we'll get there. But God promises us in his word that if we'll pay careful attention to our direction, if we'll take time to reflect on it, and consider our ways, then we will stay on the right path. We won't swerve off the road. That's the promise we find in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. We must pay the most careful attention to what we've heard. Then we will not drift away from it. There on your sermon notes... I've given all of us a chance to reflect on our direction. I urge you to take some time today or this week or this month and fill in the honest answers to the questions there on your notes. Evaluate your path. Which road am I on and where does it lead? Don't just look at today. Look at where you're headed. The road leads where the road leads. So if you continue on this path you're on right now, where will you end up in 20 years? Are there dangers ahead? How can you avoid them? Connect your first step to your last step. Don't just keep going, keep going, keep going. Act to take refuge from danger. Are you seeking God? Are you submitting to him? Are you relying on his wisdom to guide you? 
all the knowledge in the world will not get you to the right destination if you don't have God. You need a higher wisdom. You need a higher power, the wisdom of God. And then you need to submit to God in all of your ways. For when you do, He will guide all your ways. Finally, what has captured your attention? What are you giving your attention to? Footsteps follow focus. So be intentional about your attention. Take time and give reflection to your direction. Take time to reflect and pray. For as we all reflect on our journey, God will meet us, speak to us, and guide us safely home. That's what the Apostle Paul admonishes us to do. Listen to his words in Philippians 4, 8 and 9. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. God will be with you on your journey. God will keep you on the right road. And with God's help, you will safely and successfully reach your divine destination when you keep your eyes on the road. Oh God, we come to you today and ask you to convict us and reveal to us every area where we have been captured in our attention by the wrong thing. Help us to take time today to realize what has captured our attention and break us free from the distractions of this life. Help us to pay attention to what truly matters. Less attention to what doesn't matter and more attention to what does matter. Help us to focus our eyes on you and on your wisdom and on the right path. I pray today that you will speak to each and every one of us. That we will take time to give reflection to our direction so we can make a correction. For footsteps follow focus. And we want to follow you. So let our focus be on Jesus. We thank you. And we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House New Testament Church in East Legon. If you are ever in Accra, we would like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. or on Sunday at 7.30 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience.